everybody. This is now our fourth edition of what we call Flex Time. Um, it's a focused learning experience is the acronym. That's what that means. Created by our sales, marketing, and technical teams. So what started out as a little idea has really grown. Uh, we're booked out to March. Um, Train Technologies, which I'll make an introduction here in a second, have joined us today. And they have several. Actually, we're, we're kind of pioneers in this process, too. And it didn't take us long to fill the calendar. In fact, they keep coming in. I might have double flex times pretty soon. So it's uh, it's been a good thing, and it's been uh, really well received from our dealer community and our internal teams alike. Um, so these webinars are free. That's a, a big thing here, too. And they're going to cover a variety of, pro of topics. The, the play on flex time, too, is it is flexible. It's not a one-size-fits-all. There are certain topics that may invite more folks such as this one. We're going to be talking about DOE. There's a lot of changes going on, some confusion. Um, there's a lot of information out there. So we wanted to kind of consolidate that information and make a nice, concise presentation. Train Technologies has been on the forefront of that and really positioned well compared to others. Um, so we want to brag about that and go over some of those um, you know, case points on this call. Um, but again, these flex these flex times are going to be focused on a ton of events. With that being said, talk to your territory manager, myself, my counterpart, Scott Adler. Make sure that if there is something that we're not covering on these flex times, that your voice is heard. This is your time. We want to make sure that we're representing all of you with any um, topics that could help your business and impact the industry. So today's call, like I said before, is focused on DOE and the changes it's going to have on our industry. Today on the call, like I said, Train Technologies is joining us. We have none other than Jay Seitz, our regional manager, who again helps spearhead a lot of these discussions that we'll be having in, in coming weeks. And then we have Mark Woodruff, uh, product manager for Train Technologies, that really has been at the forefront of this and has done a ton a ton of stuff behind the scenes to prepare you guys for these changes. So um, none of that's impactful if you don't know about it, which is why we wanted to have this call today. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to our friend Mark to start this conversation. So, all right. Yeah, thanks for that. I'll get us started. Um, the first thing I wanted to cover is to make sure everybody knows how much information you have at your fingertips right now on ComfortSite and AS DealerNet. Um, if you have credentials to get onto those two sites um, out there um, under the product info tab, and then um, on that page, there's a link for 2023 DOE Resource Hub. And that is our one-stop shop for all of the really good marketing materials and the flyers and everything else that we've put out with respect to DOE, we've gathered it all together in one place for you, which is really, really nice um, that you don't have to ask yourself, okay, well, I think I saw a flyer, but I don't know where to get it. You know, where, where did Train American Standard, where did they hide it, right? Um, it's all out there on the hub, which is fantastic. Um, there's so much information. In fact, I wanted to actually go through a couple of slides here and just kind of highlight some of the tools that are out there um, just so that you're aware of them, uh, of you know what you can go and download right now today. So for example, out there on the hub, 
um, there is a model number from and to list. And so, as you know, with DOE, we're launching all new outdoor model numbers. In some cases, family names are changing. You know, X, uh, 16-seer product is becoming 15-seer product and things like that. And it can get really confusing. This is a very handy, you know, one sheet of paper front and back. And it has all of your old model numbers listed. Uh, and right next to it is the new DOE model number of equivalent performance, right? Um, and so that's very nice to have. So you can see, okay, if I was if I was using this yesterday, this is going to be my new DOE model number, and it lines them up, you know, size by size, family by family. Very convenient to have. So that is out there on the hub. All of those DOE overviews, those flyers and things like that, the marketing flyers that you've seen us come out with, um, all of the different versions of those are out there and available. There is a really good video. If you haven't watched our DOE um, uh, Department of Energy 2023 video, it is really good. It is not short. It's over 20 minutes long, um, but either for yourself or if you've got technicians that can't be with us here on the phone today uh, to kind of hear about DOE, um, you know, they have the ability either through Comfort Site, you can watch the video, or ASD LearNet, you can watch the videos through that. Or um, if you go there, there are little links to the videos that you can copy and you can either text message those links or email those links and then it will play the video outside of, of our system. So a uh, really convenient way to send that out to your, to your folks and have them watch it when they've got time. Or if you want to buy them a sandwich, show them in front of a computer and let them watch the videos, that's even better, right? But they'll walk away, I promise, if they watch that video they're going to walk away, even if they know nothing about DOE, they'll have a good baseline understanding of, of what the changes are and, and what it means for us. So really good videos out there on the hub. Um, all of our product lineups are out there. So, you know, like I said, outdoor model families are changing, names are changing. If you want to see uh, what the new product lineup looks like, that is, you know, those flyers are out there. The air handler changes, the coil changes, all those are out there. Um, there are a set of FAQ documents to answer some of the common questions that people ask a lot of times around DOE. We've got those gathered together. All of our product bulletins are out there for you to download and view. Um, there are some flyers for homeowners and home builders, and I really like them because they get to the point of, you're, you know, eventually you're going to run into a builder or a homeowner that's like, I want 16th year. Right. And they're stuck on that number because it's just such a common number that we use all the time. Um, and it will be hard for you potentially to explain to them the difference between SEER and SEER 2. And, you know, hey, the old 16 SEER is now a 15.2 SEER 2. And trying to explain that is, can be complicated. This gives you just, you know, a, a flyer that you can hand to them and explains the DOE change, explains the differences in the test procedure, and explains the differences between SEER and SEER 2. And how, as an example, that 16 SEER is equivalent to the new 15.2 SEER 2 product uh, that you're offering to them. So a really good conversation facilitator document there. And then the last thing I'll talk about on the hub is our AHRI ratings transition table. And it's an Excel file. And I want to come back to this, actually, and blow it up bigger on the screen and go through an example with you. But the point of this tool is to give you the ability to see, all right, with my 
here are all my old outdoor units and combinations that I had, you know, air handlers or coil and furnace combinations. And the old rating that I used that I used to have with Sear. And then with the new DOE outdoor unit that is coming out to replace it, what is for that exact same combination, every row here is a combination. What are the new ratings with the new model number that's coming out? So it's lined up really nice so that you can see old ratings versus new ratings lined up by combination. Nice and simple. I will bring that up later again, like I said, and, and, and we'll actually look at it in depth and I'll show you how to use that, um, how to use the filters and things like that. So that is out there on the DOE hub. So lots of stuff is available to you right now and you can go out there and download it and print it and email it and, and everything. So lots of good stuff is out there. All right. Uh, moving on to just a general conversation around DOE 2023, um, you know, there are two basic components uh, to the standard. You know, one is, of course, minimum efficiencies are going up by about one point of sphere. That's, that's the increase um, that, that's happening with, with DOE. Um, but the other, and we've, we've been through those before, right? We've, we've gone through minimum efficiency changes and, and things like that. What's new is um, DOE also changed the test procedure um, that we as a manufacturer, um, when we test our equipment and calculate the rated efficiency for our equipment, they've changed the way that we have to test our equipment. And I'll come back to that here in just a second. But with those changes in the test procedure, they've also come out with new metrics. So um, you've probably heard the new rating system, the SEER 2 and the ER2 and HSPF2. And the only reason they added that number two on the end is so that when you guys out there in the field are looking at a rating sheet and it says 16, you need to know, okay, well, is that 16 calculated the old way or is that 16 calculated the new way with the new standard? And so they added that number two on the end. That way you would have a way in the field to identify, okay, that's 16 SEER 2. That's calculated the new way. Um, um, as far as the, the actual test procedure and how it was changed, um, there are really two big things. There's lots of things that change in the test procedure, but the two big ones are, number one, we have to test our equipment now at a higher duct static. Um, the old standard was written, and it said, thou shalt test at 0.1 inches of duct static, which is not a lot, right? That's, no home in America probably has 0.1 inches of duct static, but that's what the standard said. You know, all manufacturers will rate their equipment at exactly 0.1 inches of duct static. Um, that way, everybody rates their equipment the same way. Um, under the new um, standard, that has been increased from 0.1 to 0.5. So it's a little bit more representative of what homes, you know, actually have. And so if you imagine in your mind for a second, if you were to take a, a piece of equipment or a system, and set it up at 0.1 inches of duct static and, you know, test it and calculate its efficiency rating at 0.1 inches of duct static. And then you turn around and you increase the static to 0.5 and just test it again. You didn't change anything, right, except for that you added incremental duct static. Your rating is going to go down, right? Your calculated rating is going to go down. Even though the equipment is not changed, it's not different, it's no more efficient or any less efficient than it ever has been, right? Just because of the way that you tested it, 
the calculated efficiency is going to be less than it was before just by virtue of the way that you tested it, right? And so that's a big change uh, or, a, you know, a concept to understand and, and a reason why sphere does not equal sphere two, right? Generally, sphere two is going to give you a lower reported efficiency because of the way that we test it. Um, similarly, that second bullet there, the heating load line was also moved. And so that has a negative effect in the same way on the HSPF calculation. Actually, it's a pretty big effect on the HSPF rating. I'll show that here in just a second. But, you know, good news for homeowners. You know, as the minimum efficiency has gone up by about one point of sphere, that's great. They're going to have more efficient equipment. They are going to pay a little bit more for it um, on the front end uh, to purchase it. Now, for the back half of this conversation, you might hear me say the M standard or M ratings. And if you hear me say that, all that means is I'm talking about the old sphere, right? Um, if you hear me say M1, I'm talking about the new sphere 2 stuff um, because that's what the the new DOE 2023 is called the M1 standard. So if I say M1, what I really mean is sphere two. All right, so that covers that. Um, minimum efficiencies uh, for you guys, ACs, uh, the minimum efficiency used to be 13. Now it's 13.4. A lot of people have asked, or, you know, they heard things on the street and they said, Mark, I heard you're not going to have 13 sphere equipment anymore. Well, we have an XR13 or, a, you know, Silver 13. We have 13 sphere family today. We're going to have a 13 sphere family tomorrow. It's just going to be optimized around this new 13.4 sphere 2. So the answer is no, the 13 sphere family AC is not going away. It's just been redesigned to, to the new standard. Um, for heat pumps, um, you know, the old requirement was 14 sphere. Now it's 14.3. Sphere 2. Um, HSPF has moved from 8.2, and it looks like it went down, right? It went down from 8.2 down to 7.5, but in reality, the new 7.5 is actually more efficient than the old 8.2 because of the way that they changed that heating load line um, and the way that we have changed the way that we have to test and rate our equipment. That 7.5 is, is, is more efficient than the old 8.2. So those are the new minimums. Um, so if you're trying to, in your mind, calibrate SEER and SEER 2, um, you know, we talked about that SEER 2 having a lower uh, numerical number doesn't necessarily mean it's less efficient. But if you're trying to map that out in your head, 13.4 uh, is roughly equal to your old 14 SEER. 14.3 uh, is roughly equal to the old 15 sphere, and 15.2 is equal to your old 16 sphere. And I know that this one, this 16 sphere number is really popular um, with dealers offering, you know, good, better, best to homeowners. You've got rebates that are out there. Um, the new, um, the new, uh, or home builders, a lot of home builders spec 16 sphere. In, in their in their homes and so really the takeaway that we're trying to get everybody um, kind of aligned to in their mind is that 15.2 is the new 16. So if you were looking for 16s here before and you want to get you know what's the new equivalent performance level the answer is 15.2 uh, which is where our new 15s here families the single stage families are uh, targeted at hitting that 15.2 and by the way 
Um, we see uh, you know, across the, the industry that 15-2 is an alignment point. So, for example, the new Energy Star criteria is 15.2. Um, the new, uh, what's it called, the Inflation Reduction Act, with all of those heat pump incentives and rebates that are coming out, um, those are aligned to 15.2. And so we can see very clearly that, yeah, 15.2 is, is the future state um, kind of big deal in terms of that, that, that upgrade point. Again, 152 is the new 16. We're gonna, you're gonna hear me say that a lot. Um, here's how our product family has changed, or our portfolio lineup has changed on the outdoor side. Um, I'm highlighting here mainly just the new name, um, where we have, you know, when we tested under the new test procedure, um, you know, the new ratings. Uh, we want that that name, if we call it an XR15 or a Silver 15, right? We want that to mean something, that, hey, the nominal efficiency for that family is, is 15 or 15.2 SEER, right? SEER 2. Um, and so uh, for that, we've, we've kind of changed our names to align to the new SEER 2 um, criteria. So that's where you'll see, you know, we used to have a 17 SEER product, the XR17 is now an XR16. You can see the old XR16 is now an XR15. The run true in Ameristar used to be A4AC6s. Now those are A4AC5. So just kind of change some of the, the naming nomenclature to be consistent with the new SEER 2 rating. But um, if you'll notice, though, really, we didn't take anything away. We didn't add anything. Um, didn't make any significant changes to the portfolio like I've seen with some of the other brands where they really had to kind of uh, do a lot uh, with with their offering that they had to to meet the new DOE standard. We've we've kind of stayed pretty consistent here with what we've had in the past. So this is single phase, three phase. Um, for nationally, the the three phase product is not required to meet the DOE standard until January of 25. And so for that reason, we're not changing any of our three-phase families at all um, right now. Um, now, there is one caveat there that there were five states that went ahead and adopted the new, the newest ASHRAE standard, which does include the, DO, the DOE requirement, even for three-phase. And so I think, um, Chad, if I remember, I think uh, you've got coverage up in Vermont, right? And so that does mean that in that Massive state, there is a requirement there for three phase. Mm -hmm. It looks like so, Massachusetts and Vermont will impact okay. us. So. Yep. So there, um, we're still trying to assess what that means. But for sure, I think the easiest way to think about it right now is that the two-stage product is what we have for sure that you know can easily meet the DOE standard. I think we're still trying to understand uh, what the rules are within that ASHRAE standard, uh, what that means for the 13 and the 14 SEER family. So more more info to come on those. Okay. Um, yeah, legacy equipment sell-through. Um, for you guys in the north, it's, it's pretty convenient, right? The, the answer is if you have pre-DOE model numbers, you know, what we're calling legacy equipment, in your inventory 
um, and you want to sell that equipment after January the 1st, um, that is allowable using all of your old SEER system ratings. So all the existing ratings and combinations that you've always used for those model numbers, um, you can use to sell that equipment after January the 1st um, using those old, those old SEER ratings and combinations. So much much easier for you folks in the north than it is for our friends in the south that have the sell-through limitations and, and caveats and rules. Okay, air handlers. Um, you know the big news with air handlers is we had to phase out the PSC uh, blower motors in the Tim Four family and in our Run True and Ameristar lines. Um, and replace those with a new set of CTM uh, motor uh, air handler replacements. So that was the big change on the air handler side, which is phasing out those PSC blower motors and pulling in some new uh, constant torque motors. Um, and then my last two slides here, um, I'm showing our DOE product launch date for our outdoor families. And so I have just to read this table, ACs are the top table and then heat pumps are the bottom section of the table. And I have listed here the old family and the new family uh, to help kind of, you know, keep everyone's brain calibrated to, you know, some families the name didn't change and some families the name did change, like in this example here where the XR16 is going to an XR15. Um, and then here is the date that production um, is going to change or has changed from the old, you know, pre-DOE model numbers over to the new DOE product um, is listed there for you. And you might ask yourself, well, why is this important? Why are you telling me about when you're going to transition in production? It really boils down to, um, think about new construction as an example where you might be setting your indoor unit today, but you may not set your outdoor unit for a couple of months, you know, let's say you're going to set the outdoor unit mid-December, but you're putting in your indoor unit today. Um, if you know, for example, let's say you're putting in a 16 sear system that we changed production over to the new model outdoors on October 17th, that's about two weeks ago, right? Um, well, if you're not going to set your outdoor unit until mid-December, you know, and we ju we've already switched over production to the new models. That means by the time you get to mid-December, we're probably going to be out of the old 16-sphere product. And all we're going to have is the new 15-sphere product. And so both from a pricing perspective, as you're planning your jobs and things like that, it's good to have that, those manufacturing dates in mind as you're, as you're doing pricing. And then number two, from a rating perspective, let's say that your agreement with your builder is, I'm going to give you a 16-tier system, right? Um, you want to make sure that, you know, middle of December comes and we're out of the old 16-tier models and so you're having to use the new DOE 15-tier model. Um, you want to make sure that you set an indoor unit today that's going to give you the rating that you need in December with that new 15-tier outdoor. And you might be asking yourself, well, man, how am I going to know that, <laughs> right? Um, and that is when where that, um, AHRI rating transition school uh, comes into play. So I'll, I'll show that on the very next slide and I'll show you how to use that. But again, that, that AHRI rating transition tool is downloadable from the hub 
and it's based on the ratings that are in AHRI, which change over time, right? We're adding more and more and more ratings to AHRI. Um, and so because of that, we refresh that file about every week and a half and put a fresh copy out there on the DOE hub. So if you download that ratings transition tool, um, don't think that you've got the final version, right? You have a snapshot in time. You might want to come back in two weeks and download a fresh copy, right? Because you'll get more ratings that maybe weren't there on your old sheet that are going to be added as we're adding more ratings over time. So um, that is that. Um, HERS ratings, if, if you're using HERS ratings, um, ResNet did come out with a white paper and they clarified that uh, equivalent performance is not going to result in a different HERS index score. And the example that they gave here, if you read it, is basically they're recognizing that 15 sphere is equivalent to the new 14.3. And so they said, basically, if you model it at 14.3 sphere 2 or you model it at 15 sphere, those are equivalent, and they're going to give equivalent HERS index scores. All right. So let's go to the, the ratings transition table, and let me show you how to use that. So again, it's just an Excel file. That's all it is, right? You download it, and it's got some filters across the top here. And in this example, I just said, you know, let's pretend like we're wanting to compare the old 16-sear uh, single-stage heat pump to the new 15-sear um, heat pump that's going to replace it, right? We're going from an XR16 to an XR15. I want to compare those heat pumps. I want to take a three ton. And so um, I picked the um, the model base is the new outdoor model for 4TWR5036. How did I know to pick the 4TWR5036? Because I had that model map that I showed you that's also on the DOE hub, right? The from and to model number list. So I looked at that from and to model number list and I said, okay, well, what model is replacing a 4TWR6036, there it is right there, if you can see it on my mouse. The answer is that's being replaced by the 4TWR5036, okay? So from the first menu, I've, I've, I've selected 4TWR5036. The next column over is indoor family. I just filtered by the 106 and the 108 just to, to get my list down just to air handlers as an example. And so that outdoor matched with these air handlers matched with the old 16 sphere outdoor you can see hey here are all my old ahri ratings right and then over here here are all of my new um, doe ahri ratings with the new 15 sphere so you know the old 16 sphere ratings are on the, on the left all the new um, ratings the exact same combinations with the new doe outdoor unit that's replacing it is over here on the right and let's just say, for example, your agreement with your builder is I'm going to give you a 16-seer system. So all you got to do is look at this and say, all right, well, here's a 16-seer rating. So let's just assume that's the TEM6 with a C36 air handler, right? So it's a 3-ton 10-6 with a 3-ton outdoor gave me 16-seer before. And so let's say that's the combination that you were planning to install. If I come over here directly to the right, when the new outdoor unit comes out, that same combo gets 14.3. And remember what we're looking here, what we're looking for is the 15.2, right? 15.2 is the new 16. 
So that combination doesn't get me there. If I drop down one row, okay, here's 15-4. I need that one because that will get me my agreement with what I told my builder I was going to give him. And so instead of installing that 036, you need to install the 042 air handler. And what's nice about that is if you install that 042, hey, if, if we do happen to have some legacy outdoors, I can hit 16 here with that. If I do um, need to install that new 15 uh, sear DOE outdoor, I'm getting my 15.4, which is above the 15.2, right? So I'm getting what I need um, for that. So I'm future proof. Now I know no matter what, um, I, I'm going to be giving my builder exactly what I told him I was. Just to look at the exact same example with the TEM8 family. It looks like to get 16 sear, you had to at least use the TEM8. Um, 036. And if I look at that, I was getting 16s here before. If I scroll to the right, hey, there's 15.4. If I was, was planning on using that, that TEM 8036, I can keep using it. And so it's going to get me what I need in the future, and it's going to give me what I need right now. So hope that made sense. Um, I guess, Chad, that's the last slide that I've got. Um, so unless you've got something. Um, let me know what the next step is. No, I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, it was very informative. Um, one thing that we, you know, all, all this is available um, at your fingertips too. I'm going to actually send out um, some of these PDFs for you guys um, to utilize for the TMs on the call with, with your dealers and dealers on the call. We'll go directly to you just as a, a reference. Uh, with that said, I don't see any questions in the chat. Um, if anybody has any questions, I, there is a comment uh, Jay said uh, in reference to the video that Mark spoke about earlier, uh, just saying it's really a great video. Highly recommend watching it if you haven't already. It really kind of does everything that we talked about uh, today, just at a high level and, um, you know, really says everything you need to know in a, in a short time. Um, any questions, I'll open it up to the group. Chad, I've, I've got one quick one um, that I'd like to ask for Mark to maybe uh, give a little bit more background on. So one of the questions I seem to get a lot is, did we just simply take our 16 sear unit and throw a 15 sear, 15.2 sear badge on it, right? Did we just kind of take all of our equipment and shift it down one level and rebadge it? Could you yep. maybe talk a little bit more behind the science or the method behind the madness as far as yeah no good question so when we saw you know energy star came out with a new requirement and it had 15.2 sear 2 i think it was 12 eer 2 and 7.8 hspf 2 so we had a brand new target that we had to hit right and so to your point step one was okay well if you know, is it possible to take what we have and just re-rate it to the new standard and hit those numbers or not? Um, and it came down to, there were a few models where you could, right? That were the old model, maybe a two and a half ton and a four ton. Hey, we can just take those models and, and, and call them 15 tier units and they get us those ratings that we need to hit for the new energy star criteria. Um, but by and large, the answer was no, you know, it, that, yeah, you got some subset of ratings that could hit that, but it was not enough, right, with enough combinations. And so 
we kind of had to redesign um, those those outdoor models to achieve you know those very specific numbers that are brand new that didn't exist before, right? And so, no, all all of our single stage products, 13, 14, and the new 15, um, by and large, had to be redesigned to hit the, the, the new specs that have come out. Um, the only area where we have not made any changes whatsoever are our two-stage and our variable speed equipment. For those families, we just took what we have today and re-rated to the new standard and didn't make any product changes at all. And I think the key point there, so thanks for that, Mark. I think the key point there, um, you kind of talked about it a little bit at the beginning about how we're positioned against some of our competitors and how our lineup didn't really change a lot. Um, some of our some of our other friends can't can't say the same thing, right? They had to do some major changes, some major um, tweaks in their their product lineups to make these new ratings. So I think we're uh, we're in a really good spot going into twenty twenty three. And I see uh, Dan Hetler's got his hand. Yeah, up. Dan. Dan, you have a question too? Yeah, I do. Um... I don't know. It's, it's definitely more specific to the Northeast and, and just like the rebates in general. Um, I don't know if, is there any, so it's like a 16 tier. That's like our minimum requirement right now for, for like rebates on the heat pump side. Is that going to 15.4 in, in, in our world, or is it still got to be a 16 or above as far as rebates go? Yeah. So, you know, fear is going to go away. Okay. As a as a ratings point, right? I mean, like literally after January the first, we cannot legally publish any new SEER rating under the old rating system. Um, everything has to be under the new. So all of the utility programs that are out there are going to have to be rewritten, and they're going to have to provide what is their target going to be. And I think utilities are going to be faced with the question of, okay, well, are we going to stay with an equivalent performance of what we used to have, which is 15.2? Or are they going to take this as an opportunity to raise the minimum requirement to achieve uh, those utility rebates? What we've seen so far is everyone, like I said, Energy Star and everybody else, has kind of come down to that 15.2, and they're setting that as their specification. So that's what I expect. For the most part, when their utilities rewrite their programs, they should. We I expect them to be targeting that fifteen point two. But I wish they would hurry up and do that because they're running out of time. And what I'm definitely afraid of is, again, after January the first, fear is illegal. We can't talk about it anymore. So, if they don't rewrite their programs pretty quick, they're not going to have any compliant product to comply with their 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 rebates that they have. So. Uh, they got to get a move on. Well, if it's like mass save this past year, I'm sure we'll find out in March next year. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Hey guys, I have a I have a question. There's been, you know, Jay, you touched on it, and um, you know, obviously on the on the call, we have folks that are either selling train or American Standard or territory managers or, or um, operations uh, from SG Taurus that, that do the same, right, and work with their dealers. So can you talk about, you know, obviously you guys have prepared yourselves for success 
on the train side. But Jay, you mentioned that our friendly competitors out there could, didn't. And what does that mean? Is that like future price increases for them? I mean, just some things that we can compare or get ready for, um, you know, because I know there's going to be some noise out there, but some benefits that we have going in our sales versus some others that might not be prepared, because I'm sure we're going to get some questions from the dealer community out there. So I just want to know what you guys are hearing, if anything, and how this might help us. And I'll say one last thing too, you know, the rumor on the street is, I know Train has been very thorough in testing and making sure the standards are spot on. I can't say that you know, everybody does that. You know, I've been hearing that that's going to change, that it's going to be, everyone's going to have to be on a level playing field. Can you elaborate on that? If that's true too. Yeah. So Mark, can I, I'll start off and then you can, you can chime in um, on with what you know from a, from more of a national level. But for, for me, I, I think what this means is that the game is, is the game has kind of changed a bit, but it's also, we're back to a level playing field, right? I think in the, in the, in the markets, Brands have gotten all over the place. Pricing's all over the place. There's there's new products that have come into the marketplace and really made a splash. That quite frankly, they also have to go through this whole process too, and they're going to be held accountable to some of the the ratings and crazy things that they've said their products will do uh, when we know darn well they don't perform that way. So I, I think we're going to get to a more of an equalized playing field. I think everybody on this call. Uh, you wouldn't be on this call if you didn't believe that Train and American Standard are the best products out there, right? We we engineer our products uh, very very well, right? They they are tested and proven. Um, and and as Mark said, we've had to take some uh, some steps for sure, right, to make these new ratings, but uh, not some not as many as some of our our other friends had. And that's that's not to brag; it's it's just the reality of it. So. I think one thing we've got to do um, going into 2023 is to really understand that we're on a different playing field. We're on more of an equalized playing field and we're going to have to see where the pricing lands a bit. We know where we're kind of going and where we're heading from a price perspective. And I think we're in a really good spot going into 2023 uh, to make everybody successful. Um, and I think that there's some competitors that had to put a lot more money and energy and time into their products. And they're going to get a lot of cost that's going to come with that. They're going to have to pass to the industry. So we're going to see some shifting. So keep your eyes open for pricing sheets, you know, do comparisons, make sure you're doing apples to apples and you're not comparing, you know, old to new. Um, we, we need to make sure we're doing new to new type comparisons. Mark, anything you'd uh, add on to that? No, I think what you said is right. You know, we've got two major regulations that are coming back to back. One is DOE. And it's, I mean, you can imagine that was a, a complete development effort on its own to design your equipment to that standard. And then just two years later, 2025, we all have to be under a new refrigerant. So we had these two really big regulations that are coming back to back, right? Some of the OEMs that don't have the testing, modeling, and simulation capabilities that we have, I saw them have, I've seen their new product lineups, and my takeaway is, okay, they had to take drastic measures in terms of, they went for the slam dunk for DOE, right? That they, they um, I know some competitors don't have a single stage lineup. They had to go straight to two stage because they just weren't sure if they could get there with a single stage, right? Um, 
I've seen others that um, actually had to go straight to an inverter. Three, you know, they're calling an inverter three stage, right? Um, they don't, they don't have anything else. I've seen others that um, they only have one single stage offering period. You know, where we have a 14 sphere and a 15.2, so we can hit two different price points and kind of separate that out. Other OEMs only had time to do one. You know, and so now they're going to be competing with us with you know, their maximum in per product, um, and they don't have anything less than that, right? So I, I agree with Jay. I, I think that we're we're stepping into 2023 in a good place. Didn't have to take as drastic a measures because our capabilities are a little stronger than what some of the other OEMs had. And in terms of our bandwidth and ability to get some things done in time. Um, and then another change that hasn't taken effect yet, but I'm excited to see what happens when it does, is starting in April of next year, a lot of these 24-volt um, variable speed systems that we see that are out there, um, the Department of Energy recognized that the ratings that they were putting out are uh, not realistic. You know, the way that they're being tested and their efficiency was being calculated is not the way the equipment actually operates, right? Um, they're taking advantage of a loophole, right? Um, and so starting in April, um, those manufacturers have to begin testing the equipment and rating the equipment the way that it actually functions, um, at least for coil-only matches. And so um, you can look forward to seeing some of those manufacturers or those types of systems, their ratings, for coil only, it's going to go way down. So I know um, I've seen, I think Bosch or somebody out there has like 20 sphere coil only ratings. <laughs> Those are going to go down to 14 or maybe 15, right? When they when they get tested the right way that the equipment actually does. So yeah, d definitely some equalizing of the playing field, like you said, Jay. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited uh, to say the least going into 2020. Yeah. I wish that was January one, not April. Yeah, that's 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 for sure. So we have got to deal with it a little bit, but you know, it, it doesn't start getting getting warm up here at least in the Northeast uh, for a while. So so April, I think we'll we'll be okay. But we're we're still in a good spot going into 2023, I believe. Perfect. Any other questions, guys? Well, we have it. We're just under an hour here. It's 11:47. So. Um, kept it to under an hour as promised, but any, I want to make sure we're all questions are answered. This is a round table portion of the call. So any other questions or comments? Well, fantastic. Mark, Jay, team, I appreciate everybody getting on today. Um, we covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. So, uh, Again, we have all kinds of cheat sheets that will be coming your way that are easily accessible to you as well. Um, and again, if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like to, to see on future flex times, please make that readily available to your territory manager, myself, Scott Adler. Tim Burton is our technical manager who's on the call today too. So um, that is the stuff that we're going to put on here. Is anything that is of interest to you guys or can help impact your business in a positive light? So thank you all for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Have a great rest of the day.